0: Holy cow, guys! This is the 21st Culture of Splife podcast. We had some technical difficulties on another site, so we're hopping over here to TikTok Live. So this is being recorded live on TikTok. If you are not following us on Facebook, we're still at Culture of Splife on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, of course, TikTok, so I am going to get the guys on here now. Man, I was being rejected like I had
1: a bad credit score on Facebook. I know.
0: <laughs> I mean, if,
1: if if it had went any longer with me not being able to get on, I was going to think I needed to get somebody to
0: co-sign with me to get in there. Right. Call up your BFF and make sure they're <laughs> right. guaranteeing that you're Take able us to back to the YP
1: days. I was going to have to uh, go ahead and put 12 months up front to get on the uh, podcast live.
0: Absolutely. I was thinking
2: if this didn't work, we were going to try MySpace.
0: Yeah, yeah. that was that was my next go-to move. Hey, guys, <laughs> let's dust off the MySpace pages Right. And let's get on there. Um, so, guys, you know, we, we are getting more professional in our approach to our podcast after feedback from listeners and, and homeless people we find on the street and forced to listen to our podcast. And, you know, we, we, we were timing things on our outline and we're already, already five minutes past our first segment. So, um, we got to catch some ground to catch up, I guess. <laughs> um, of course, no one knows where we're as popular. I just somehow think that we weren't meant to um, do a podcast tonight. <laughs> uh, so for those listening later, uh, um, it just kicked my cohorts out for no good reason, um, no reason at all. It just it just kicked them out. There's there's absolutely no reason that uh, they went away, but both of them went away simultaneously. So let's see here if I can get them back in. I don't know what happened. I'm not even, normally when I'm in these TikTok lives, the chat's going crazy. I'm just overly distracted and I press a button and screw something up. I wasn't even pressing anything at that point. (laughs) It was the most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. But anyway, why don't we get some Uncle Joe's trivia started before we before we lose this? So Josh, explain to us what Uncle Joe's trivia is.
2: Uncle Joe's trivia just kind of stuck. Right, We used to have a trivia segment on the show, and it was just kind of blah. This is the trivia segment. So I thought of my, um, call it uncle-in-law, who uh, would always pull me aside at Thanksgiving dinner and ask me a trivia question. And uh, his name is Uncle Joe, so it was perfect. I asked for his, uh, I asked for his permission. To, to use him um, and said that uh, I would split proceeds with him when we got to that point. So uh, he's not listening because he's sound asleep, but uh, yeah, it just kind of kind of stuck. So I asked two questions every week and then I give the answers to those questions at the end of the show. So um, I got the first one, you know, since we are talking uh, NBA quite a bit, you know, the playoffs are going on and, um, I know there's a game going on right now, which, of course, I have DVR'd, so I'll be watching in its entirety unless it's a blowout. Oh, we're um, going to
0: talk about that.
2: Definitely <laughs> we'll be talking about that later on for sure. But uh, LeBron James is playing in his 12th conference finals. 12th. That's with Eastern and Western Conference, Twelve. He is 10-1 and 1 going into this series against the Nuggets. Who was the only team that LeBron lost to in the conference finals?
1: This will be a good one.
0: Yeah, the chat's going to blow up here in just a second. It's already going nuts. I don't know mm-hmm. if you guys are seeing it, but uh, we are. we'll see. There was over, over. <laughs> <laughs> Miami <My laughs> Nuggets. I don't DVR, think- are legally blonde. What? i don't know that that's the right answer all right let's let's go on to uh (laughs) to to trivia question number two (laughs) so that was a celebrity jeopardy answer right there
2: you know obviously we've been talking about the nfl quite a bit with the draft and all the crazy things that we saw um by the 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 packers father and the uh the girlfriend uh so I, i Came up with an NFL question and that is every NFL team, every single one has had a four thousand yard passer except one. Name that team mm. that has never had a quarterback to throw for four thousand yards.
1: Did you, did you
0: send us to that send us that one pregame? Yes. I sent it last week sometime. Okay, cuz it's wow. funny because I I saw it and um and I I was like I should send that. It's <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good thing I didn't. Oh, we have some some answers. Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Christopher John threw away his Miami Nuggets and came through with the Bears. Wow. What a guess. We shall see. We'll That's find it. out at the end of the show.
1: Stick around to see if that's right. that's right. I mean,
0: if you stay the entirety of the show, you could just actually guess all 32 teams so you technically wouldn't be wrong. Right? <laughs>
1: that's true.
0: So we'll <laughs> we'll find out together. <laughs> How's it going, Shamar? All right. I'm getting too distracted. This is there's a lot more going on on TikTok than there is on Facebook. I'm just saying. Uh, anytime we have TikTok Lives, it derails our, uh, our, our actual podcast that we're recording, and, uh, and and I'm just ADD. At least I haven't broke out the filters yet.
1: <laughs> I
0: haven't bro- broke out the filters. I'll be looking like a dog here in a minute. <laughs> so uh, the first thing we want to talk about tonight is um, the, the most obvious, right, that we've got to talk about. Um, if, if you're watching the NBA and NBA finals, or if you're, you know, just looking up clips on social media and seeing what's really cool and trending, like I do, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that just happened. All right. So, uh, thank you by the way. Um, but, uh, let's talk about, uh, Jason Tatum and 51 points. Yep. yep. Is that accurate? So Rod? Tell us all about it.
1: Well, first off, fifty-one points is a game high for a for a game seven, right there, most points scored in a game seven, which is kind of crazy that what two weeks ago Steph Curry had the most points scored in a game seven with fifty, and so Tatum had to go ahead and one up them there and and uh, and do so in a series to go into the conference finals and 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 of course do that, which is. What's also crazy about that is just the fact that he struggled so bad in several games in the series. I mean, there were, there were games where it's like the fourth quarters when he finally decided to make a basket and he turned it on when he needed to. And so I, I just, I think that for Jason Tatum right now, especially coming off the way he ended last year's final so badly, there's always that question now as as, You know, is he that guy that's going to be able to take the next step? And those questions got louder and louder when he struggled early on in this uh, 76er series. I think he's starting to answer those questions here now. And I think he's one of those guys that if he finally gets over the hump here this season, you're going to see him go to a whole nother level of superstardom. No doubt.
2: Yeah, I mean, I was watching that game. I was watching game six. And I was with a buddy at a Barons game, in fact. And uh, I said to him, with six and a half minutes left to go in the fourth quarter, I said, watch this. Jason Tatum is about to take over this game, and the Celtics will win. He went He's on to make that. his next three three-pointers. And I think <laughs> he went from having six points in the game. He finished with like 18 or something. Like mm-hmm. and all of it was in the last I mean call it basically in a 5 minute span cuz the game was out of reach with a minute left. I think the Sixers were up or the uh, Celtics were up by like 9 points. So uh you know Jason's just one of those dogs. I mean, it doesn't matter if he's missed 15 shots. It's still going up and the next one's going to go in. And I mean just he's got that Kobe Bryant in him. He really does. I know that was his his biggest role model when he came into the NBA and you know he really tries to mirror his game after him, but he's just got that that killer instinct. And humbly, I'm um, one yeah, of the best players in, in the All Star game as well. Us, and,
1: so. I mean, it was like a thirty point quarter, and it was like nothing for him to put it up. So he's he's that guy. You're right.
0: What's crazy to me though about the dude? <laughs> he's got the Mamba energy. We just had a comment for that one. Uh, that's that's for sure. But what is um, what's crazy to me about? the the talking heads um is the fact that you know there was doubt that he was great before and they're saying oh he scored 51 points now it's cemented he's going to be awesome this is a guy that's a four-time all-star and last mm-hmm. time I checked being an all-star was a pretty good thing much less to do it four times and and people were questioning whether or not he was good and now that he's he's got one good game, all of a sudden it's like, oh yeah, he's he's good. He's a good guy. You know, he's he's gonna be up there with the greats, you know. And it's like, no, he probably would have been anyway. Thirty-eight points that game. He still would have been all right.
1: <laughs> he was all star MVP this year and, and didn't he break the scoring record in the All-Star game? I think game? he scored fifty. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean like we're we're very much in A D D society right now. That's, That's right. right. But in that yeah, game like,
2: seven in that game seven he was heat checking yes And they were up the nylon i was like what is going on normally you'll hit back rim or something but everyone i mean it was just like watching quinterly in the uh, alabama maryland game at the bjcc yeah. when he would take those those threes you knew they were money i mean it looked like steph curry shooting Yeah, everyone he was throwing.
0: dropped amazing performance or did it look like jason tatum shooting maybe that's what we're going to be saying in a few weeks comparing everybody to him that's yeah so
1: when when you do things that great you become the catchphrase that's right right
0: right. you you become that mamba energy or whatever his thing will be Um, i think we can wrap
1: that up by saying he's him yeah
0: he's him (laughs) he is him
2: No doubt. So after uh, that performance, um, we found out that Doc Rivers got canned, right? So (laughs) So he's not him. (laughs) He is not him. And he has not been him in a game seven. (laughs) Six and ten in game sevens as an
0: NBA coach. But okay, okay. So so I'm going to come to Doc Rivers' defense because you guys know how I feel about this subject. Six and ten in game seven means that you have been to 16 game sevens great which is a feat that there are 16 teams that don't even get that opportunity to even think about they're not even considering a game seven they're considering what are we going to do next year right much less a game seven this deep into things so like, you should. To me, if if all things are fair and all things are equal, you should be at best eight and eight in that situation, right? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes yeah. you're going to win, sometimes you're going to lose. Because if if all teams are fair, all teams are equal, that should be the scenario. Is is that you're eight and ten? But 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 let's let's consider another thing. The playoffs are the best of the best, right? Right. So that means that you're never if all things are fair and equal, mm-hmm. you're never always going to be the best. So your record should probably be like about what? 6 and 10?
1: Yeah, I mean something like that or 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 around 500. And I think you're exactly right on that Drew for the simple fact that you know, this has been a crazy off-season slash well for some teams now it's an off-season, but this, this playoff season, because you've, get, you've had Doc Rivers, and then you've had Nick Nurse, you've had Monty Williams from Phoenix, uh, you've had uh, Bud Nolzer from uh, from the Bucks, And so, like, these are literally half of the NBA's top 10 have fired their coaches because they didn't make the title game, basically. And to your point, The Sixers and and Celtics, that was basically an NBA Finals that just happened to be played the second round because that's where they matched up on that side. And to Doc's point, yes, this was one of them where they felt like they needed to win, but they weren't even the favorites to win the series. Right. I mean, and if anybody follows Doc Rivers' track record over time, the majority of those 16 game sevens, he had a team that overachieved to be in that game seven, right? There may be four or five of those 16 games where he had the better team and should have won and a couple of times he did, especially with Boston. But then there were other times where, I mean, it was like, that was a great coaching job to get that team into a seventh game against whoever they were going against. So, you know, it – I think it really goes into just what we've talked about, uh, especially pregame. We were talking about it, too, in that we have just such this microwave mentality in society, and we don't even understand uh, that only one team is going to be happy with the NBA season, right? There can only be two teams to get to a championship game, which means 30 teams don't make it which is, what, 95% of the NBA won't be in the championship game.
0: So are we going to just fire every coach? Then what happens? Right. Well, I'll tell you what happens, and it's the the most mind-numbing thing, is you're an NBA coach, right? There's there's 32 of them. You count some assistants. You know, we're talking less than 100 folks here that get to be considered an NBA coach, Mm -hmm. right? What are you going to do? Find somebody at the better level? (laughs) Yeah, like there's not a better level. I mean, you might could import somebody from a different country that is better, that didn't have the resources, but you're taking a huge risk to do that. Okay. First off, and second, we don't truly know anything about that track record. So all they're going to do is have this big swap meet at the end of the year and say, okay, well, we fired you, and we're going to give you tons of extra money. It's not cheap to fire a coach, by the no. way. They're giving these guys money to leave their jobs, and then what do they do? They sit out for a season or two and get hired by the next team. Yes. Some right. of them don't even get that opportunity. They just get straight-up hired by the next team. Yeah. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, there's already talk about Monty Williams being the coach of the Sixers. He's one of the five candidates that I saw. So
1: Right. And, and he just got canned. And, I mean, the dude was in the NBA Finals two years ago, and he is always at least a top four seed in the West, which has been ridiculously hard. That's right.
2: That's right. I mean, what you gonna- and, you know, talking about Philly, they've done an awful job in the draft. Yes. Right. Besides Embiid and Maxi, who have they drafted that is still on that team in the last six, seven years?
1: I mean, major. They drafted Martel
2: Burnham. Fultz instead nope. of Tatum.
1: That was terrible. They drafted
2: terrible. Ben Simmons. They drafted uh Nerland's Noel. Yep. They drafted the big from uh, Duke.
1: Remember,
2: like uh, three years in a row they drafted. Yeah, the I know what you're talking about. Yep. And luckily, Embiid turned out to be one of the best, well, obviously, the MVP this year. Um, Man, I can't think of that guy's name to save my life. Oh, that's and Jaleel that Okafer. adds to my point. That Wasn't adds to my point. Jaleel, yes. Jaleel Okafor. Okafor, that's right. That's right.
0: Exactly. Yeah, He's I had basically uh, a in my head, mm. <laughs> but I didn't know why, but that's why. <laughs> mm. What's what's weird to me about that, though, is you're not going to draft the players. So what are you doing to win games? You're firing your coach, which means you're bringing in somebody else that's developed players somewhere, right? And then mm. you're going to bring in some players that somebody else developed. You're never going to develop a system, mm. right? Or as people like to call it after history has been made, a dynasty, Right. It's always going to be a piecemeal thing. I mean, it it almost is reminiscent of the praise that Billy Bean got for the Oakland A's. Right. And, And like, oh, it was genius. He got this guy to do this and blah, 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 blah. And it's like, what did the Oakland A's do, though? I don't remember. Not win championships. That's what they did. Yeah. Yeah, they got somewhere. But and it was cheap. But, like, what do you get, a movie that you can watch about it? Like, that, that's all that ended from Billy Bean Ball. Mm-hmm. Was Jose Canseco admitting that he did steroids and now Oakland's going to L.A.? Or mm-hmm. Las Vegas, rather. Like, that's the, the final nail in the coffin for that nonsense. And this is the problem, one of the many problems with the NBA, Right is you're never going to have those dynasties develop. You'll never mm-hmm. have the rivalries develop. Um, <laughs> sorry, I had a comment that said uh. draft Jimmy Garoppolo, right? Because he's the savior for everything in Las Vegas. He'll play for the A's, too. He'll be out there. He'll be their starting pitcher, and he'll get hurt midway through the season with a broken ankle. That's what's going to happen. Sorry, got distracted. Off my soapbox now. I'll let you guys talk for a second. <laughs> Maybe you'll so, also I mean, overthrow the catcher quite a bit.
2: <laughs> I know we're talking a lot about the NBA playoffs, but is anybody watching the NBA playoffs? No. They're not. I mean, how, are, how are y'all finding out all of these things
0: that happened in these playoff games?
2: Are you, you know, watching that's the a game in, their entirety that's a very like
0: good. in the 90s? That's a fair question for not just us, but anybody that wants to comment down in the chat or comment if you're listening in syndication elsewhere. How are you watching the NBA playoffs? Because I'll be honest, I haven't watched an NBA playoff since about 1998. That was the last time I watched an NBA playoff. Because at that point in time, I could connect to AOL and get my little dial-up internet modem out, and it was right there on my homepage. And ever since then, I've not had to watch the tragedy that is the NBA um, because it's been, you know, it, it's been Twitter, right? I can see all the good plays on Twitter. Exactly. Right. If I if I if I don't do it there, it's just going to pop up on Google, right? It just serves it up to me. Or, hey, or any kind I- of alert
1: from any apps that you have on your phone. So so that's that's the uh, that's the crazy point that that you make is you don't have actually have to watch any game live, and you're just as informed as anybody that watched it live. So that that kind of brings up uh, a lot of things that that you know we, we're looking at here now is. Is it the case, and I pose this question to to, uh, you, two as well as uh, everybody that's listening, has the media fragmentation or just the, the easy access to anything at our fingertips really hurt the ability of the NBA, and really several sports, but we're talking about the NBA right now, to really be able to thrive from a rating standpoint? or to really have that attraction. Now, like you said, there's the, the rivalries. We're firing like top four coaches every 15 minutes. Those are things that hurt it too. But is this a legitimate question as well as to uh, how uh, fragmented and how microwave everything is in our society also hurting it?
2: Go ahead, Drew.
0: Yeah, I, um, <laughs> there's a lot to take in in that point. I, um, Personally, I don't like it, but it's because I'm old and, and I, um, I get upset about things changing, you know, how dare me not be able to watch, you know, every playoff game on regular TV and adjust my antenna and make my kids get up and change the channel for me whenever I need to see the next Four paper. Long
1: right.
0: Um, you know, in, in and part of that truly is because I, I am old, but it, it's also to your point, we're a microwave society and what, you know, if you don't know what he means by that, if you're one of the younger people that are part of this microwave society, you know, we obviously don't even want to wait on our food anymore. We microwave it to heat it up. It's, it, it has to be that fast. And, you know, what it gets tough for in media fragmentation, and this is coming from somebody that's a personally, uh, you know, I have a brand that I market as well as a podcast. <laughs> You know, and all three of us have marketing backgrounds. What it gets hard for is for us to prove that any kind of marketing is working. Right. Mm -hmm. And so we look at it and say, you know, people aren't watching the NBA. Right. But I'm going to I'm going to almost play a little bit of devil's advocate here and say more people are watching the NBA now that wouldn't be watching it because of the media fragmentation. I see a short about the NBA or a TikTok or whatever. You know, I'm scrolling through and i watch it, right? How many views have we had on our podcast? I'm going to ask you guys that. How many views have we had on our podcast? For what? What do you tell people how many views we've had on our podcast? Four
2: Four million.
0: Four million, right? And that's that's an accurate. it, It may be five now. I haven't actually sat down and totaled it up. We got 4 million views in about a month's time, you know, it was amazing. But the truth of the matter is like, we know what that truth means, right? Cause we know that some of it came from Facebook. Some of it came from TikTok. Some of it came from
2: YouTube.
0: Mm-hmm. And so could I say you're going to reach 4 million people? Well, right now, if you were in here, y'all can look up at the top. You're mm-hmm. reaching five whole people. At the beginning right. of the podcast, there were about 12 whole people in here. We've had like several thousand people come in and out of here, though, mm-hmm. right? Drop their comment and leave. At one point in time, it got up to like six or 700, I think I saw up there. Mm-hmm. Like we've had people constantly in and out of here. It's it's ADD, you know, just, you know, we, we can't sit still, right? Mm-hmm. And, and so does the NBA get to count those views? Does Does Josh get to count... When he watched the Spurs game and then all the things that he watched on ESPN about it. Yeah, that counts. So why shouldn't Twitter count in that? Why shouldn't TikTok count in those? So it's just that we're we don't all sit still anymore, right? That's that's the problem. We don't have appointment television. There's no reason for it.
1: Hey, hey really? tell you what's what what uh just enhances that even further is the fact that like we just talked about DVR and everything. Yeah, for the really old people, like you talked about, it was TiVo when it first came out. Right. But when when you guys DVR things right now, and I know my uh, my daughter's like that. They they don't even watch all of what they DVR. So it's literally like you're just like if she DVRs a show that's like one hour, she might actually watch ten real minutes of that one hour she DVR. DVR is the greatest thing that ever happened to me. I
2: I started watching less television after I got a DVR. I think Mm -hmm. I got my first DVR in 2004, Mm -hmm. I want to say. And I remember Katie was like, why do we need a DVR? Like, that's the dumbest Mm -hmm. thing I've ever heard. And now, of course, we can't, what, live without it. So I literally record everything, all game, all basketball games, every playoff game I've DVR'd. And... I'll start watching it. And if it gets up to like a 10 point game, I'll just hit fast forward and just watch the score. And if it doesn't get any closer, I'll be done watching that game in four minutes.
1: And, and, and see it started to just be something to erase commercials, but our society has progressed to a point where it's just like, if I'm not interested in what's going on, it's, It's a microcosm of what you even talked about. Like, if I can find like the best one minute clip of a game on Twitter, I'm just as informed as somebody that watched the whole thing. That's right. Well, yeah, I mean, I
2: fast forward through free throws, through timeouts that don't go to commercial break. It's not just about the commercials for me. It's about trying to see how quickly I can watch a game and get everything from it
0: that I need, yep. I'm a huge fan of the English Premier League, and there's no way I can watch that. I have to get up at 6 a.m. sometimes on Saturday morning to watch my game, right? And that's when it starts. That means if I'm going to shower beforehand, i got to get up even earlier to watch a game. Like, there's just no way I can do it, but I can. And you guys are sitting there on Twitter at 7 a.m. or 8 a.m. when you actually crawl out of bed on Saturday Mm. going, I don't care about this crap. Why is it trending? Like, I don't... It's because I'm trending it. Like, I'm sitting there tweeting about it, right? While it's happening live. Um, so, you know, and that's that's a thing. I, I probably wouldn't have ever gotten into it had I not had that level of access. Um, somebody in the comments mentioned streaming services. You know, that's where I watch all of it. It's it's not like I've got a regular TV channel. Um, I don't even know if those exist anymore. I remember yeah. we all had to buy boxes for our old TVs. But... Um, but, you know, it's all on streaming now. So that's that's what I do. That's what I watch.
2: Absolutely.
0: So, Ja
2: Morant. Anybody <laughs> anybody listening, watching with us ever heard of
0: Ja Morant? He couldn't mean, have learned he learned the same thing twice. He's oh, famous on social media. Speaking of that media fragmentation, he's uh, – <laughs> popular on Instagram what I yeah. hear. Um
2: <laughs> it's time for him to come out and say like Charles Barkley, I'm not a role model. Yeah. Kids don't watch what I do.
1: Mm-hmm. I think, to <laughs> I think Nike's about to say that to him too. Say again. I think Nike's about to say that to him too.
0: But you I know mean, this guy
2: was mad because some teenage boy said that he did something in a pickup game, which he's, which Joss says he didn't do. And Joss said, you know, if, if something bad happens to me and I'm not all NBA because my image has been tarnished or whatever, I'm going to go after that kid. And it's like, why don't you worry about the things that you're doing that are recorded in cars, at strip clubs, like it's, it's unbelievable. Unbelievable, but he hasn't done anything wrong. You know, he has a, a license to carry a gun and he can do whatever he wants.
1: But what are you at thoughts the end of time? the day? Yeah, but at the end of the day, Ja Morant represents a brand, because think of it this way, like Nike is paying him hundreds of millions of dollars to be an ambassador of their product. He's been he's been made the franchise of the Grizzlies to be an ambassador of their on-and-off-the-court product, right? And so, therefore, somebody that's willing to be that ignorant, it's its a hard sell to let that be the face of your program or to let that be the face of what's taking your brand forward in, in the basketball world. And so, like I said, unless you're trying to do a remake of Don't Be a Menace Part 2 and and, and you're you're starring as Loke Dog, this is just not a good idea. Right. And, and then you even look at it. You're on some other dude's social media that's getting like 115 people to watch it at that time, and you thought it was a good idea to do what the Grizzlies ex- expressly told you not to do.
0: the The thing is, you know, it's it's like you said, it's about building a brand, right? For the brand, I think is a Pat McAfee line that he always mm-hmm. likes to use, right? For the brand, for the brand, but but. You you have to consider that everything you do is your stock, right? Mm-hmm. And you know, whereas you're doing okay today, right, in the NBA, tomorrow what happens if if say, you know, you're not you're not good enough to be a starter anymore, you know? You're you tweaked your ankle, you're not as fast as you used to be. Well, now I have to consider drama, plus you're a backup now. Mm-hmm. Right. And it just it just seems like, you know, I can take another guy that's trying to become a starter. Right. That's not on his way out the door. That's pushing himself and put him in, in your place. Right. And I, I don't have to pay him as much because he obviously doesn't think he can get away with everything. You know, And and like, I don't think these athletes, there's a lot of athletes across multiple sports that that's what it turns into is that they have a terrible brand image and then they can't back it up on the court. Mm -hmm. Because you are as good as you are on the court. I will deal with any of your drama. Hey, guys, we all loved Dennis Rodman and his drama. We all loved it, but he backed it up. Yes. You know, he backed it up on the court and we just said, hey, hey, if if you do that, you do whatever you want to do. And there's truth to that. Your brand will survive. But whenever your brand can't survive anymore, there's going to be some guy that's willing to work a little bit harder to build their brand and their success story on the wake of your absent mindedness or ignorance.
1: Yeah. And they're going to be willing to be accountable which is the biggest? Which is the biggest word? Which is the biggest uh, void that we see right now in young people, and particularly superstars, is there's just this, and we've been talking about it for several episodes here now. There's there's just this this blatant unwillingness to carry the mantle of accountability, and if you're gonna have brands that are gonna pay you hundreds of millions of dollars then that's the most basic expectation is to you be accountable. That's right. Yeah. We're
2: talking to you, Christian Brown. Is that who we're, is that who we're talking to right now?
0: Exactly. What happened with Christian Brown? Oh man.
2: Christian Brown, I believe it was his first day on the job. He decided to uh, park in the owner's parking spot, which he has three, three parking spots. And uh, Christian Brown decided to spread his car amongst those three spots. So he was fined, I want to say $15,000. Mm-hmm. And he basically said, ah, yes, Christian from the Miami <laughs> <Tunkers."> <laughs> He said, uh, you know, how can you find me $15,000? I haven't even gotten a paycheck yet. And, uh, you know, I shot this to, to Drew. And, and Drew, give me your thoughts on... What Christian Brown did and how he okay. should have been held accountable.
0: Okay, so first off, you know, I, I have questions because, you know, obviously the news media is painting this out to be something different than what it is. It's painting out that, that Christian Brown has to pay $15,000 to the billionaire that owns the team, Right. Well, that's not the story, because Mm -hmm. I want to know something that the news media is not telling us, because I think we're getting a half-truth here. One, did he know it was the owner's parking places? Mm. Right? Was it clearly marked, or did he just have to guess? He was new, right? Two, were there team rules that he knew about to not park there? Because in the news article, it said, I was only parked there for a few minutes, is what he, he pleaded to. Well, if he knew that he was parked there... That's admission of guilt, right? Mm -hmm. I was only parked there for a few minutes and you came out and moved your car. So that leads me to number three. Was there a rule? And he didn't understand that there was a fine behind the rule because he was given a book of team rules that he didn't read. Mm. Because I think that probably would be the case as to, hey, here is the fine for parking in the it's five thousand dollars right and he parked in all three of them so that's how it ended up being so yeah that's a whole
1: nother thing right there too is you what what thought what made you think it was a good idea to park in three spots?
0: right right and there is is the final point that the news media definitely missed out on in the big thing me personally if andrew Tolbert's was to go downtown and park in three parking places, I would go out there and I would have a fine on my windshield from the city. Because- and probably a boot. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> because that's illegal. Mm-hmm. Everywhere you go, you can't park in three parking places. You so probably get the fight at the
1: grocery store
0: why was there not a multiplier, right? Like Mm -hmm. like we needed to go instead of 5,000, it was 5,000 for your first offense, 10,000 then 20,000. Right. So he should have been fined 45,000 or $35,000. Sorry. I'm bad with math there. $35,000 in my opinion, for taking up three parking places and parking like a jerk. Um, but, but in all seriousness, that's my question is, did he know the rules? Like, should he have known the rules if he should have known the rules whether it's from the fact that he didn't know it or not i think the fine should have stand now it got reduced um what was the total 2500 i think was the total mm-hmm. fine yeah um so it got reduced or whatever it leads me to believe that you know they met in the middle or whatever but still i'm questioning it you know I mean, it, and we gotta think. Like, what's this cat making a year? Like, it sounds twenty five thousand dollars or twenty five hundred dollars fine for him might be like a twenty five dollars fine for me. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. Yeah, I like, think he was like what
2: the seventeenth, eighteenth pick. So yes, he's making over a million a year for sure. Uh, yeah. There's
1: no question. Yeah. I mean, I, I mean, at least uh, probably a couple million a year, actually. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, let's flip back to John ja Morant here real fast. Uh-huh.
2: Rod, how many games do you think he should be suspended, or what do you think his fate should be?
1: Well, he got suspended eight games for doing it last year, which that was a he big appeal to ago. even get it down to eight games. Wasn't that just like two months ago that he did it? Yeah. Yeah. You being a repeat offender for this, I think he should miss at least a third of the season. Third of the season. I I, I mean, because – think about it this way. Like you said, this is like, we didn't, we don't even have 90 days between this happening again. This isn't one of those situations where uh, it was like a hard foul in the game. And it's like your third hard foul. And so we've got to suspend you. And oops, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to do that. Showing up on social media with a gun, after they told you to not show up on social media with a gun, like 60 days prior to that, is about as blatant and as intentional as you could possibly be. That's right. So I, I, I mean it's just a it's a complete thumb in the eye to accountability. That's right. What are your thoughts, Drew?
0: Escalation, just like I said with the with the parking fine. You know, um, you do it one time. If you're suspended, did you say eight games? Is that what you said? Eight you got
1: ga- eight games at the uh, this the this, this uh, season.
0: If you're spend, if you're suspended for that, let's double it and move on, right? Sixteen games. You know, mm-hmm. um, it doesn't matter the rule. Like that's that's what I don't understand about these guys. Like, it does not matter the rule. If you break the rule, like you're getting paid to play a game. Right. And if I give you the dumbest rule, if I say do not chew bubblegum in public or I'm going to suspend you for a game and I catch you chewing bubblegum in public six times in a row, I can kick you off my team like that. That should be allowed. You know, there should be that point of escalation. It's no different than, you know, wearing a hat in school. Right. You know, we knew that hats weren't allowed in school. Mm -hmm. You wore it one time. What happened? The teacher walked by and knocked it off your head. Right. Called you a dummy. Mm -hmm right Mm -hmm. you wore it two times you got sent to the principal's office you know it's no different with these guys you're getting paid to play a game i get it it's multi-million dollars you're a millionaire whatever well guess what take your money and go play at a different league right that's going to pay you the same oh yeah that's right there's not one follow the rules that's all Mm -hmm. you gotta do it's real simple play the game and you're going to be done your career's not even that long Like, make a name for yourself and then go do all your stupid stuff after the game's over with. You can wait 10 years, I promise. What
2: did he sign, a five-year, $150 million contract before the season started? Uh, Yeah, at least. (laughs) Insane. Yeah, he was eligible for the Rookie Max extension. So that means that he – reups again at what like 26 27 years old yes I mean you have so much financial future ahead of you Ja. come on man but it really
1: stupid stuff like this but but it really what? goes into just something that's that's just prevalent period right now if you look at uh let's even look at an NBA game like you got guys that it's a flagrant foul and they're running to the referee like what are you talking about? What the foul. You know, like, that. I mean, that's what we're dealing with, with accountability. You, you guys know my daughter is in the AAU world. And it we're at a point here now where there's just, like, terrible, like, offenses happening with, with players in games. And they're, like, 13, 14, 15 years old. And it's not their fault. It's the referee's fault. It's the coach's fault because he had me in. I clotheslined the girl going to the basket because the coach had me in a terrible defense, and so or a terrible offensive set, and so the girls stole the ball, and so that's why I did it. Like that's the, but it it's a trickle down effect. It starts with guys like Ja Morant or or, or with Christian Brown who feel like that I shouldn't have to be should shouldn't have to play by the same rules as everybody else. Whatever I want to do, I should be able to do it, and so nothing's ever my fault, and yeah. so it's a trickle down effect now. Because whether you're in a in a high school game or even an elementary game at this point or even if your kids at school or wherever you may be like nothing is it, it, or, or even in the news media nothing is ever my fault there's always a, a reason behind it you know and so i it's we look at it and we're just like it's just simple to follow the rules they look at it as why should i have to follow any rules that's right.
2: That's exactly right. And this isn't this isn't new. It's just magnified. I remember hearing a story about uh, one of Drew's probably favorite pitchers for the Atlanta Braves, Tom Glavin went to the Cheesecake Factory in Buckhead, walked into the Cheesecake Factory, and what do you think was at the Cheesecake Factory? A long line, like always, right? Mm-hmm. So he he's there with his family and says, you know, how many people are in his party? And they say, okay, that's gonna be an hour wait. And he said, do you know who I am? I'm Tom Glavin of the Atlanta Braves. And that was probably in like the early nineties, you know? Mm -hmm. So I think things now are just magnified. This accountability is just magnified so much because everybody's life is public. Mm -hmm. And obviously some things are, are worse than what Tom Glavin did you know, John Morant, obviously, but this is nothing new as far as athletes feeling that they're above the law, above mm-hmm. the rules. Dwight well, Good, Daryl Strawberry, you know, <laughs> Jose Canseco, Jeff Bagwell, you know, these guys that were doing steroids, Raphael Palmeiro saying he didn't do steroids, Mark McGuire saying he didn't do steroids. I mean, it, it's gone on for so long. It's really well, disappointing.
0: Well, it's it's funny because like th- there is a a certain level of escalation that we get because we do get into everybody's lives. Like we know what everybody's doing. I mean, we even know what celebrities are doing, right? They post something and we see it and it's like, "Oh, let's all flock there," right? That's a thing that happens now. Um, but but the the big the big thing that these celebrities, you know, like they have to kind of you know be given a little bit of a pass on is because it started when they were so young like rod was saying in AAU he sees it you know with 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 things like that and and even even me as a spectator i'm guilty of it too like uh, the best example right is the example of the pass interference call, you know, in, in the Chiefs and Eagles game, right? The Super Bowl. We, Rod and I, mm-hmm. I don't know if Rod's still sticking to his guns, but I am. It wasn't pass interference, right? It was called pass mm-hmm. interference. The guy that did it said it was pass interference. I can't go back and say it wasn't mm-hmm. pass interference. You know why I can't go back and say it was pass interference? Or it wasn't pass interference, or was rather. Mm-hmm. It, Is because I've already said it. I've already said it. I can't go back on that. And if that was my kid Mm -hmm. that I'm watching, that just did the pass interference, and I said, that wasn't pass interference, I'm going to take my anger out on the ref, right? Completely Mm -hmm. blow him up, especially if it's, you know, any arena that I'm in, save you know, some giant one probably in a foreign country. You can hear me. Literally, there are episodes of the WWE that you can hear me from almost the upper deck yelling. Mm -hmm. You can literally hear me in the recording. That's how loud I am. So you think that a a ref at a pee wee football game is not going to hear me? Oh, they're going to hear me, all right. And they're (laughs) going to hear me chew them out, right? I'm going to be yelling. And my my son didn't do anything, right? They didn't do anything. And then what's Mm going to happen? They're going to grow up. And they're going to they're gonna live their life going, I didn't do anything. And they're going to be famous one day. And they're going to go through life going, I didn't do anything wrong. And mm-hmm. the best part about it is now we have social media. And we have all these news sources that are going to say it was the big bad billionaire that was finding this poor new yep. guy for parking in a parking place. I don't know. He said it wasn't past interference, but I kind of thought... Yeah, or he said it was Pastor Ferris, but I kind of thought it wasn't, right? Everybody's going to take their side of the story and they're going to publish it out there. So if you want to get away with it, you can get away with it. And there's a mm-hmm. lot of people out there that are dirty. <laughs> that want to get mm-hmm. away with it. And again, it starts young. Very, very young.
2: True. That's for sure. Well, all right, y'all, you ready for some Uncle Joe trivia answers? Tell them. Yes. So the first question was LeBron James is playing in his 12th conference finals between the Heat, the Lakers and the Cavs. He's been in 12 conference finals now playing against the Nuggets and he is 10 and 1 in those. He lost to one team and that team was the 2009 Orlando Magic. Right? Yes, Dwight Howard,
1: he do Turkaloo.
2: That's right, exactly. Um, oh man, the the big forward, for, uh, Rashard Lewis. Yes, yeah, he was our big signing from Seattle. Um, and then of course we went on to lose to the Lakers in the finals that year, mm-hmm. which we'll be talking about in later podcasts, of course. Mm-hmm. Um, the second question was: there have been I don't even know how many teams there are in the NFL. What is it? Thirty-two. Thirty-two. Thirty-two teams, and thirty-one yes. of those thirty-two teams have had a four thousand yard passer. And uh, one, Christopher John, answered it correctly at the very beginning of the show. Yes, he and that did. Was the Bears? The Bears. That's exactly right. The Bears. Mitchell Trubisky was not the answer, and now he's a Steelers headache.
1: Yeah, I was about to say, if you look at, at some of their draft picks for quarterbacks over time, you can see why that happens.
0: <laughs> he- heavy run game, guys, heavy run game. Awesome run game <laughs> from the Bears. That's what it is. That's <laughs> that's all it is.
2: <laughs> yes, yes, all right. Well, let's wrap this thing up for the evening. We apologize, uh, Facebook people. Um, if you normally watch us live on Facebook, we had some technical difficulties. If you're listening to us where you do otherwise, then you, you don't know anything. Um, (laughs) but we had some, uh, some technical difficulties today and, uh, we, we persevered, right? We were accountable to giving our listeners the same show that we give them every Tuesday night at eight o'clock or so. So, uh, we, we did it call us Chick-fil-A of podcasts you know we're gonna we're gonna show up and it's gonna be the same show regardless of of where you're finding it where you're you're hearing it what day it is whatever the case is so um and that's what we're going to bring our listeners every single week um it's raw every week you know we may do a little bit of preparing but uh we know our topics but for the most part this is i don't want to say barstool right i might get fined by uh Penn media or whoever owns barstool now. <laughs> But uh that, that's basically what we are, just three guys talking sports, enjoy sports, love them, and uh know a little bit as well. But we always want feedback from our listeners. You know, tell us tell us how we're doing, send us a, a DM, um, let us know what you want to see different with the show because we're gonna bring it every week. Whether we have a guest, which we've had a lot of different guests, actually uh hit up an old friend of mine from from high school. Uh, this week, so if uh, you're listening, you know who I'm talking to. So yeah. respond to my message. Um, but uh, until until next Tuesday, who knows? We may have a guest, we may not. We'll let y'all know on on Facebook. Uh, Drew will shout it out on on the other social media outlets. And uh, until then, unless y'all have something, let's let's get out of here.